Tell me, Your Reverence. What will happen? What are you waiting for here? The day. The day of the coming. It's written in our doctrine of revelation. It came to pass that the sun, Beta, was alone in the sky. The world was shrunk and cold. Men did assemble in the public squares and highways. Their minds were troubled and their speech confused. For the souls of men awaited the coming of the stars. The lip of the cave of darkness passed the edge of Beta. Loud were the cries of men. There was no light on the surface of the world. In this blackness there appeared the stars in countless numbers. In that moment the souls of men departed from them. And abandoned bodies became even as beasts. And the stars then reached down the heaven's flame. Where it touched, the cities of the world flamed to destruction. So that of man and all the works of man not remain. God Sharon, you're the only scientist I could find in the city. Where is everybody? In the hideout. In the hideout? The place bored me. I wanted to be out here where things are getting hot. I want to see the stars the cultists are talking about. Besides, they don't want me at the hideout. I'm too scrawny to survive. Well, wait a minute. What is the hideout? Well, we professors have managed to convince a few people that our prophecy of doom is valid. We've got about 3,000 people. They're supposed to hide where the darkness and the stars can't get at them. We hope they'll survive and leave records. Survive? Survive what? Oh, there are lots of names for it. The cultists have their myths. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What about that? What is there to these myths? As a matter of fact, what is there to this this doctrine of revelation? I'm a psychologist, not an archaeologist. How true it is, I don't know. But the cultists say that every 2,050 years, all the suns disappear, and there is a total darkness. And then they say things appear called stars. Of course, men go mad. They mix all this up with a lot of religio-mystic notions, but that is the central idea. Yeah. Well, that's impossible, isn't it? I mean, there, there are always at least two suns in the sky, most of the time four or five. There are not now, only beta. Dr. Sharon, you mean that there's going to be worldwide darkness tomorrow? That all mankind will go violently insane? What, what's behind that? Well, for one thing, this is history of civilization of the world. We've located a series of cycles of civilizations comparable to our own. All of which, without exception, were destroyed by fire... At the very height of their culture. All right, all right. But is there any scientific theory behind this then that would explain it? The university observatories finished their calculations two months ago. Tomorrow there will be an eclipse of beta so that the planets will become dark. That eclipse comes every 2,049 years. Darkness comes. Maybe those mysterious stars that no man has ever seen. And then, madness. And the end of civilization. I see. And the scientists...
expect to live through this at the hideout. They plan to photograph the eclipse and leave the records, and then the rest of mankind will know what to expect. Uh-huh. Dr. Sharon, what is there in darkness to drive men mad? Have you ever experienced darkness, young man? No, no, but I know what it is. It's just... Well, no light. Draw the curtain. Well, what for? If we had four or five suns out there, we might want to cut the light down for comfort, but with only beta... That is the point. Just draw the curtain and then come here and sit down. All right. I can't see. Feel your way. Yeah, but I can't see. I can't see anything. Do you like it? What? No, no, it's awful. Walls. They, they seem to be closing in on me. I want to keep pushing them away. All right. Throw the curtain back again. The light. The light. Dr. Sharon, have you got a drink? Right here. <laughs> that was just a dark room. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really so bad. You're afraid. Yes, I am. Just darkness can do that? This isn't just a metaphysical theory, young man. It's promulgated from observed data. Come with me. Where? The locked ward down the corridor. All right. Were you at the Sarrow City Centennial Exposition two years ago? No, I was overseas on assignment. Remember hearing about the tunnel of mystery that broke all records in the amusement area? Yeah. yeah wasn't there some fuss about it? The Anti-Vice Society had it shut down? It was shut down all right, but the blue noses had nothing to do with it. Oh? That tunnel was nothing but a mile-long passage through darkness. You rode in a little car, and it took 15 minutes to get through. Very popular one, it lasted. Popular? There's a fascination in being frightened when it's part of a game. Absence of light is one of the instinctive human fears. People came out of that 15 minutes of darkness shaking and half dead with fear. Half dead? I thought there was some death. Bad heart. But that wasn't the big danger. Now, which key is it? Ah... Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dr. Sharon. Where are we going? You'll see. No, the heart attacks were actually good for business. But there was something else. Here, I'll show you. I want you to see somebody. Latimer. Latimer. Go away. Latimer, I want you to meet somebody. This is Mr. Theremin. Now, now go away. Hello? He's pushing me. Make him stop pushing me. Go away. I'm not touching him. What's wrong? Latimer is afraid. The walls. They're falling in on me. The walls. I've got to get out. Let me out. You can't go out, Latimer. It's all right. I've got to get out. Let me out. Let me out. At <laughs> sleeping period, we have to give him a shot of morphine. Otherwise, he fat his brains out against the wall. What's wrong with it? Nothing. Nothing but 15 minutes in the darkness of the tunnel of mystery. Well, Doctor, that's impossible. One person out of ten came out of the tunnel that way. That's why we had to shut it down. Why? Why should doctors do that? It's obvious man cannot exist without light. Longer periods of darkness would obviously be fatal. 
The scientific theory is that the consciousness of light is necessary for mental activity. Please, please, Doctor, let me out. Let me out, Please, I can't breathe. They're pushing me. They're always pushing me. I can't stand them. I can't stand them. That's what 15 minutes of darkness will do. Man just wasn't built to operate without light. There are always at least two suns in the sky, most of the time more. Yeah. Just 15 minutes of darkness. Now then, look out of that window. Imagine darkness everywhere. No light as far as you can see. Black. Everything black. And the stars, whatever they are, well, can you can see it? Your mind wasn't built for that conception. When the real thing comes, you go mad completely and permanently. There's no question of it. Tomorrow there won't be a city left standing in the world. Well, why, Doctor? Why should the cities be destroyed? If you were in darkness, what would you want more than anything else? What would it be that every instinct would call for light? And how would you get light? I don't know. You'd burn something. And every city in the world will go up in flames. Shall we go back to my office, Mr. Perriman, and have another drink? Through the skies, the red sun beta shines alone. The wind howls across the city. It's cold colder than man can remember. As the hour approaches, the reporter goes out and speaks to the man in the street. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, but I'm from the Chronicle. I'd like to talk to you. Ah, a reporter, huh? That's right. My name is Pellet. Two L's. Remember the two L's. All right. Now, Mr. Pellet, what's your occupation? Power technician at the North Division plant. Uh huh. You're making some kind of a survey, huh? Yeah, yeah, in a way. Where are you going now? Home for supper. Well, how about, uh... Well, what I mean is, what, what are you going to do tonight? <laughs> you mean about this star stuff? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, mister. It don't stand to reason that the end of the world is going to come boom like that. It, it just don't stand to reason. In other words, you don't believe it. I didn't say that, but it just don't stand to reason. Uh huh. Have you read what the scientists say? I don't read stuff like that. Only the headlines. Yeah. How about the cult? Well, now, like I always say, I, I've got nothing against religion. You don't believe them either? Well, they've always been shouting about doom and sin. Listen, but when you've been around as long as I have, you get to know the score. It's all right to preach that judgment day is coming and all, but just the same, I'm putting money in the bank. Uh-huh. Well, tell me, how about, uh... How about darkness? About what? How would you feel if there was no light? <laughs> you crazy? How could there be no light? Well, now, suppose, suppose all the suns went down at once. Suppose everything was black. Well, it's crazy. What's use of supposing something like that? It, it couldn't happen. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's all. Thank you. Sure. Uh, look, mister, remember, pilot with two L's? Oh, excuse me, sir, but... Huh? I represent the Chronicle, and we're conducting a poll to determine public opinion with regard to the predicted end of the world. How do you feel about it? All oh, this talk of scientific explanation. It's sinful. That's what it is. Oh, I see. Well, then you're a member of the cult, sir. I sure am. Been a member since I was a boy. My daddy was a member, too. 
Yes, in the books. It's all written down in the books. Well, don't you believe the scientist's explanation? Don't need it. Going to save my immortal soul. Going to stay on the mountaintop in a white robe while the stars carry me away to glory. Blessed be the stars. Um, well, tell me, what are the stars? The glory. The breath of the heavens. The spirit of the ultimate. That's what they are. Uh-huh. Well, sir, the observatory has announced that it intends to take pictures of these stars. Blasphemy! I sold my house, gave all my money to the poor. Won't need it anymore. Going to heaven with stars. Glory, glory, going with the stars! Business at a standstill. Doesn't pay to buy anything today. Not if the world's going to end tomorrow. There are predictions of economic collapse in the financial sector. Layoffs at the factories on the edge of the city. Through the streets, the people mill and turn. Unsure. Crying in fear or shouting with bravado. But the story isn't here in the city. And so as the hour approaches, the reporter goes again to the observatory high in the hills. Now, look, Dr. Rathon, if you are right, if the world is going to be destroyed, what's the difference if I stay here and observe and take notes? Oh, nothing, I suppose, but you'll be in the way. We have work to do. All right, if I stay out of the way. I can't be bothered with you. You'll have to leave, Mr. Downer. Hello. Hello. Uh, oh, hello, Dr. Sharon. Yeah, this place is like a morgue. It's freezing outside. The wind is enough to hang icicles on your nose. Beta doesn't seem to give any heat at all. It's so far away. Why aren't you in the hideout, Sharon? Me? I'm part of the race that isn't worth perpetuating. You've got a bottle. There will be no alcohol today. It would be too easy to get my men drunk. I can't afford to tempt them. Well, all right, Sam, and you can stay, but keep out of the way. Well, thank you, Doctor. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time we took our position. The observatory dome is up these stairs. Yes, sir, after you, Doctor. Darkness. 
and you won't see the stars. And that means the loss of your immortal soul according to the cult. All right now, will you give your word of honor? You have it. You will all be damned for your deeds of today. Look! Look at Vader! The eclipse has started. Yes, you can see the blackness against Vader. Get busy on our cameras. Yes, sir. Check the exposure carefully. We will. Shaking, Mr. Teller. Well, I don't feel very well. I'm not losing your nerve. No, no, I'm just not used to this. You could probably make the high. Look, I've been assigned to cover a story and intend to cover it. Professional honor? Yeah. I give my right arm for a bottle right now. I need a drink. No, 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 no. What's that? The cultist. That's the doctrine of revelation. He's chanting some old cycle language. The doctrine... Dr. Sharon, how did the cultists manage to keep the doctrine of revelation going from cycle to cycle? If everyone goes mad, who wrote this doctrine? There are some people who don't see the stars, the blind. They would have memories, and that, combined with the confused, incoherent babbling of the mad, form the basis for the doctrine of revelation. The cult will be riding high down there in the city... I hope they make the most of it. Dr. Sharon. Dr. Sharon. I just heard from hideout on private lines. They're in trouble? They are safe. But the city is in shambles. You have no idea. Get worse. What are you shaking about, Doctor? How do you feel? I don't understand. The cultists are rousing the people to storm the observatory. Promising them salvation. Promising them anything. How long till the total eclipse? An hour. I'm going to check those cameras. The gamble. It'll take time to get a mob out here. If the darkness comes first, we're all right. Look at Peter. Yeah. It's cut in half. Getting darker. An interesting phenomenon. The collar's suddenly tight. Are you having any difficulty in breathing? No. Why? Difficulty in breathing is one of the first symptoms we've experimented. I'm cold. Seems to be getting colder. We'd better keep our minds on something else. Yeah. One of the astronomers has a theory about stars. He thinks they may be suns that are too far away to see in, in the light. He developed a fantasy about a planet revolving around one sun. It's a mathematical possibility. Of course, there couldn't be any light. Part of the planet would always be dark and without light. Well, it's obvious. Without light, there can't be any light. Time for the artificial light. We can't read the instruments. Artificial light? One of the researchers in the university worked it out. It's animal grease packed around a wick. Here, I light it with this spark. Why, it's beautiful. Yellow light. After four hours of red. It's beautiful. in his yellow robe sways slowly as his lips move in the ancient tongue. Over and over he whispers the invocation to the skies. The technicians hunch over the instrument. And the sky gradually turns a horrible deep purple red. The air grows denser. Dusk, like a palpable entity, enters the room. In the dancing circle of yellow light about the torches, 
edges itself into ever sharper distinction against the ever-gathering grayness beyond. Outside, later is a mere smoldering splendor, taking a last look at the world. The western horizon in the direction of the city is lost in darkness. And along the highway to the observatory surges a menacing, shadowy mass. The mob from the city. They're coming. How long? You're totally clipped. Fifteen minutes. That mob will be here in five. We'll hold them off. Come on, Simon. Downstairs. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no light down there. We have to block the door. Come on. I can't. I can't breathe. I can't go down there. Take a torch. We take light with us. Come on. I'm changing the plate. That will leave one of you for each camera. Now remember, if you feel yourself going, get away from the camera. It's dark. It's getting dark. Sean? Sean, where are you? I can't see you. I'm out here. 30 seconds. Look out, the feet. I can't see you. And the wicked shall perish. And the souls of the true believers shall be transported in glory to the stars. You can see him against the torch. Don't let him get to the telescope. Your local newspaper and listen to your local station for the resumption.
of the series. Dimension X is presented transcribed each week by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Street Smith, publishers of the magazine Astounding Science Fiction. Today, Dimension X has presented Nightfall, written for radio by Ernest Kinoy from the story by Isaac Asimov. Featured in the cast were Lyle Sudrow as the reporter, Cameron Prudhomme as the astronomer, and John McGovern as the psychologist. Your host, Norman Rose, Music by Bert Berman. Dimension X is produced by William Welsh and directed by Fred Way.